Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What a fabulous, fabulous day this is today. What a great week we have this week. What a powerful lineup we have for you. All of those things starting out today with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis. We will be with them in a moment. A couple of announcements that we want to make right at the top of the show. Benny and I will be, as you know, recording all of the new promotions and ads this weekend because you all helped us rename the show from Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Light to the Dr. Pat Show, the home of Crust Busting. So Benny and I will be in here on Saturday. We seem to be spending Saturdays together, don't you think? Yeah, but that's okay. I but know. now you're inviting everyone to come join us, apparently. That's right. Hey, come guess what? We're going to do promos. Come, come on, on down. Check us go. out. Uh, we had a great weekend. I want to thank Benny personally for showing up at the photo shoot that I did this weekend with Rhonda and Krista of New Spirit Journal. What a, a fabulous, fabulous journal. What amazing work they are doing. And I so appreciate Rhonda climbing up on this six-foot ladder to take a shot of me holding a jackhammer. My hat's <laughs> off to you, girlfriend, out yeah. there in the rain doing that. Thank you so much. You get blowed over. Absolutely. And for Benny, bringing that that uh, bringing the jackhammer up there and you know that's a lead-in for today's show what i also want to say is sue storm is not with us today but you will be able to catch sue storm tonight on internet talk radio and i will give you that information in a minute all of that is in on you know all of that is related to what we're going to be talking about today with gary and with linda and you know i want to just tell you right now that uh, they have an upcoming event right here in vancouver can vancouver Canada right this weekend, the 17th to the 20th. We'll talk more about that, but we're going to talk today about healing ourselves, healing the human family, what that means. If you go to Gary's site, there's a very, very powerful quote right there. I, I want to read this. This is so important, and we're going to talk about it today, and it's called A Soul Thought. When we experience fear or anger or jealousy, we are in, in an illusion that is designed to bring to awareness those parts of the soul that require healing. I love this. These things do not actually exist. I have to tell you, that's the good news, folks. That is, that is why pursuing them does not bring power. What exists between souls is love, and that is all that exists. Gary Zukoff, The Seat of the Soul. Gary and Linda, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you, Pat. It's a pleasure to be here. That is a very, very powerful uh, statement, and I, I believe that's from the seat of the soul. And at the same time, you know, when we get those feelings of anger, jealousy, resentment, fear, it's hard to stop and say, this is my soul trying to give me an opportunity to heal. It is difficult to stop and say that, but it's the reality, and you only really have two choices. One is to do what you've done in the past when you feel anger or resentment or jealousy. And the other is to do something different, something more constructive. 
If you do what you've done in the past, you'll create what you've created in the past, and you won't change. But if in that moment of feeling angry or frightened or resentful or jealous, you make a different decision, you begin to create differently. That's the opportunity that I'm talking about when I wrote that line. You know, the whole idea of anger or, uh, well, let me, let me just start with jealousy and envy. The whole idea of anger, uh, of jealousy, well, must, anger must want to be in there. I've said it now twice. But the whole idea of bringing that emotion to the forefront, is, doesn't that come from the place of believing that there's not enough? Well, anger is a form of fear. Mm-hmm. And there are many ways of experiencing fear. Jealousy is another. Resentment is another. Feeling superior, feeling inferior. So the root of anger is fear. Uh, Fear that you don't have enough is also a kind of fear. But I'm talking about fear generically. Fear as opposed to love. You can generally divide your experiences into two categories and call one of them love and the other fear. Anger, jealousy, resentment, uh, not having enough, those are all experiences of fear. And when you encounter them, those are each opportunities. Each encounter is an opportunity to challenge that fear, to challenge it in the context of your own life, which means to experience it as fully as you can, and while you are experiencing it, to choose something different. Gary and Linda, uh, you know, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, you're so welcome, Pat. You know, you're the upcoming uh, um, uh, event that you're planning and doing this uh, this on the 17th through the 20th, healing ourselves, healing the human family. I wanted to ask you about that, and I wanted to ask you about what are what what are the choices that we have around healing, uh, not just ourselves, but how does that choice how do, how do the choices we make in each and every day about the opportunity to heal ourselves, how does that affect the greater picture, the, the world as a whole? It affects the universe as a whole. Your decisions have far-reaching implications, and if you think that they don't, it is simply that you are disempowering yourself. Most people, or at least I did when uh, I was younger, thought of myself as invisible. And that's why I could do such rude and disruptive and violent things. I really couldn't comprehend that I showed up, that people could see me. But people do see you. They see what you do. They hear what you say. You have a tremendous impact in this world, whether you want to have it or not, whether you believe you have it or not. Now, that's just in the five-sensory domain of experience. As we move into a new expanded consciousness that millions of humans are now beginning to experience and eventually all humans will experience we begin to sense each in our own way that we are more than minds more than bodies more than molecules more than muscles and enzymes we are also immortal souls we are waking up to ourselves as immortal souls while we are personalities walking on the earth It's in the non-physical domain that your influence is far greater than you can possibly imagine. What you choose has significance. And therefore, when you make choices, 
Make them as wisely as you can, for your choices are your contributions, not only to our world, but to life. What do you want to contribute to life? Do you want to contribute fear, or do you want to contribute love? You won't be judged either way. You won't be punished for contributing fear, but you will continue to create for yourself very painful and destructive experiences. You might say you create your own hell continually with the choice of fear, mm. and that you create your own heaven continually with the choice of love. So when you're angry, because that's the topic that kept intruding on your uh, presentation, when you're angry, you have a choice to contribute love or to contribute fear. It feels in the moment as though the contribution of fear is easy, very easy, because you've always shouted when you become angry or withdrawn emotionally or manipulated someone or gotten even. And if you do that again, you indulge that fear. You know... Well, the more difficult if... Oh, excuse me, Pat, I wanted to give you the other side of that. So yes. I wouldn't just leave you there. Okay. The other side is to contribute love. Mm. But that takes the stretch because when I'm angry, it's very difficult for me to not express my anger, to remain balanced, to remain open, to hear what the other person has to say, and more than that, to remember that it's another person, a real person, that's as complex and, uh, and sensitive as I am, that I'm angry at. In other words, to be able to keep my sense of my own humanity and my realization of the other person's humanity. Now, that is a stretch because it's easier to shout. Mm. It's easier to throw something, either your fist or words. But when you make that effort not to do whatever you habitually did, you change your life. You actually change your life in that moment. And as you change your life that way again and again, that anger, which means that fear, begins to lose its power over you. That's the way you create authentic power. You choose it. You choose it, and the choices that stretch you, really stretch you, are the choices from which you gain power instead of the choices by which you lose power. And, Pat, I want to go back to your earlier question. Okay. You were, saying, you were asking, well, how can you make a choice when, you, when all you feel is to shout at someone or you feel so jealous that you just can't stand it and you can't imagine that there's any other way to look at it at all and i i know that there have been many times in my life when i can think of that i didn't think there was any other choice i was sure there was no other choice but the jealousy that i was feeling just consumed me and i was certain that there was not any other way and when i was out of the jealousy then I could look and say, look at it in a different way and say, maybe, maybe there's a possibility that I, I have a choice even when that's happening. But it took me a long time to really see that, to see that I actually had a choice, to begin to feel the jealousy and not act on it in the way that I'd always acted on it, the way I'd always done it, which was to completely withdraw from my partner and to get Judging, judging everyone, especially the person I was directly jealous of, but to learn how not to do that was a process. It didn't happen. It didn't mm -hmm. happen instantly, 
because I had this idea that maybe there was a possibility I could see it differently, I had to use my will, I had to set my intentions to say, I don't want this jealousy in my life anymore, I don't want it to consume me, I don't want it to take over, I want to have control over it, I want to have the power over it. And so it took me a while to begin to change that very frightened part of my personality that I'll call jealousy. It took me a while to begin to change that. But as I began to challenge it and when I would see it and act differently, things began to change in my life. And it made such a huge difference in my life because jealousy was such a strong uh, part of me. You know, one of the things we talk about, thank you both for for uh, addressing that. Uh, there are a lot of questions I, I, I think that have come to the surface in the past several weeks for many of the listeners and uh, the content that we've had on the show. And one of the things that I talk about is living life full out. What that means to me is there is a dream that I have and, you know, I want to get from where I am today to realization of that dream uh, by the shortest uh, the shortest distance I possibly can to do that but along the way you know there may be there may show up potholes that you know I will step right into that will take me off course and and at the same time I know in my heart that there's a lesson in all of it there's a lesson in the pothole when you fall in it and there's a lesson in getting out but I got to tell you at you know at this point in my life I'm really wanting to avoid the potholes so the question that I would ask yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't seem to be as deep as they used to be. I don't need, you know, I don't need to call, you know, 10 or 12 friends to help, you know, pull me out of there. But I still do need a ladder from time to time. So, well, the question I want to ask you, and especially in light of the weekend, that the 17th or the 20th, the event that you're doing in Vancouver. The question I want to ask you is, I have... Many listeners that have fabulous dreams. We have the best listeners anywhere. Folks are just amazing. Every once in a while, you know, we all get stuck. How can we know in that moment of stuckness when things are looking pretty dark that we have everything we need to live our dream? That's a beautiful question, Pat, but I'd like to backtrack just a little bit. Uh, on what you said uh, when you started. Okay. You said you'd like to live your life full out. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got to the place of what do you do when you get stuck and how do you know that you've got what you need. And I want to go to this because it's so important to me. If you live a life full out unconsciously, you're going to encounter a lot of painful experiences. If you live a life full out consciously, you're going to have very different experiences. So to start with, I'd like to go to the fundamental for me, which is how do you live a conscious life? Mm -hmm. Right, I'll give you an example, Pat. I met someone not very long ago that was living life full out. In fact, he'd had at least uh, 30 fractures in his body in the time that he'd lived full out. This was not a very unconscious living out of taking every risk he could possibly think of on a motorcycle and still living. And now he's looking at how can I really live life full out without having to do these destructive things to my body. It's very interesting. Yes, exactly. I was a sex addict and I used to experiment with all kinds of drugs and alcohol. 
Uh, this was just after I got out of the Army, and I was living life full out, and it was all there. Motorcycles, sex, drugs, violence. That's a full-out life, but it was a hellish kind of life. I didn't look at it as a hellish kind of life. Uh, I looked at myself as admirable, mm -hmm. but I kept creating painful, painful experiences for me. Now I'm living my life full out, too, but it's a different kind of life. It is, and, 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 and I thank you for pointing that out, because the things that I think you're talking about, and this is a great distinction to make, are what, do you, what does it mean to live life full out consciously, you know, or to live life full out when you harm not only yourself, but you harm another person. So when I talk about living life full out, it is, you know, it is embodied in the idea that one does not hurt him or herself, or another human being, or the planet. So, uh, so I loved what you've said about creating the distinction because isn't it really sort of an illusion when we live life full out and we are not only endangering ourselves, but we endanger the planet, yeah. we endanger other people. We're not conscious or mindful of our accountability with respect to another individual. I mean, all of that gets into the mix, but you call it, you know, it, that's really not being our authentic true self, is it, Gary and Linda? You might say in a way that you live life full out all the time. It's just a matter of whether you do it consciously or unconsciously. And I understand what you mean by live life full out. It's uh, the daredevil that Linda talked about or someone who's really bringing her dream into being like you are with the uh, Dr. Pat show. But when, if you consider the possibility that you are a creator at every moment, that you are a powerful creative being and that you create with every choice powerfully, and strongly, then from that perspective, it's not as though your creations are more or more powerful when you are living full out. There's no such thing as creating more powerfully or more frequently. From this perspective, you are a creator, and you are creating continually and strongly. The only question is, what are you going to create? Are you going to create more pain, more sadness, more anger? more isolation for yourself as you do you also affect others in a negative way and that's the creation of karma and so more and more painful consequences come to you to which you can again choose what you will do react as you have in the past become angry become jealous feel depressed defeated superior or inferior and so on or at any moment in this process you can intervene in your life Consciously, you can make a different choice. From my perspective, every moment is a possibility, an opportunity to choose anew. And that's what's exciting about life. That's what's exciting about life. You're living your life full out because you're always creating. But when you start to create consciously what you want to create, when you start to create consequences for which you are willing to assume responsibility, when you are willing to say, as you so beautifully said, I will not harm life, then what you create is transforming. It's transforming to you and it's transforming to others. That's exactly what Martin Luther King said. That's exactly what Gandhi said. I will not harm life. 
when he was practicing law and becoming the, he was the nascent, remarkable soul that he became. And they were just, they were struggling against apartheid in South Africa. Many of the people that he was working with said, I am willing to die for our freedom and I'm willing to kill for it. And Gandhi told them, I am also willing to die for it, but I'm not willing to kill. And you don't need to kill. Killing is the way of a coward. Mm. And he said that again and again. He said that to the Pathans when he was at the center of India's movement toward its own liberation. So what you shared, Pat, in my, in my heart is beautiful to create with the intention not to harm but to contribute life. Now the question becomes, how do you implement that intention? And that's what, what is I, required? That's what I'd like to ask you both because, you know... You, for those of you that are just tuning in, let me let me uh, say a few words about my guests today. I have um, joining the show today is uh, Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis. And for those of you that are not familiar with Gary and Linda's work, let me just say a little bit about them. Gary is the author of the Dancing Wooly Masters, and he is the author of the best-selling book, The Seed of a Soul. Many of you know him from his numerous appearances on Oprah, and uh, he and Linda Fra and Linda as as a matter of fact, is absolutely passionate about helping people create their authentic, authentic power. And that's such a, a fabulous, fabulous gift because each and every one of us feels that yearning to be and to know that part of ourselves that is really waiting to give its gift to the world. And Linda Francis is doing that. They are my guests today. And, you know, I would thank you both for joining the show today. What I'd like to ask you is, you here you both are, and I looked at your schedule, and for those of you that would like to take a peek with me, you can go to www.zukav.com, Z-U-K-A-V as in Victor.com, and I looked at your schedule, and I looked at all of the different places that you are going, all of the fabulous work that you are doing, and I wanted to ask you in this day, in this time, in this moment, what is inspiring you and motivating you to do your work? Oh, my goodness, Pat. Uh, my, my whole purpose in my life for being is to create authentic power in my life. And that means to me and to support other people who are interested in learning about authentic power and actually creating it in theirs. And what I mean by authentic power is the power that I have to change myself rather than try to change other people mm. to change what is going on inside of me in other words when i have emotions that come up that blame other people that, as i said jealousy or anger or resentment or if i have uh, compulsions to eat or whatever it is that that is going on for me and i look at myself and work on healing that which i do all the time that's my, my prayer, is to always look at myself and not try to change other people or, or blame them or uh, in some way put the blame and the responsibility onto someone else rather than myself. So that's what I'm always working on. That is my, my goal in my life because I know that that has made the biggest difference in my life. So when I'm doing that, that means I'm telling the truth to myself 
That means I'm telling the truth to other people when it's appropriate. It means that I have clear relationships with other people, like my spiritual partner, Gary. Gary and I are in spiritual partnership, which is not just for couples. It's for people who are committed to their spiritual growth, people who are interested in creating authentic power, who are interested in healing themselves instead of trying to change everyone else. Instead of and taking responsibility for themselves, instead of blaming everyone else, so it's so it's such a a wonderful way of living life. But it's so hard sometimes to know when we're not doing it. So it takes a lot of focus and discipline to be aware of what's going on because it's so easy to judge someone mm-hmm. in my head. It's so easy to have thoughts like that or to gossip to someone else about that, rather than say, why am I feeling this way about this person? What does that have to do with me? How can I learn more about myself so I can give my gifts more fully, so I can heal all the parts of me, all the frightened parts of my personality, and really align all of my personality with my soul, so I can live in love rather than fear, on a more ongoing basis in my life. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do all the time. I catch myself in fear sometimes. I look at it, and I do my best to heal that part of me. It's it's a very exciting life, sometimes very painful, because I have to look at the parts of me. But then I say, okay, but look, I saw it. It's just like falling in a pothole, uh-huh. like you were talking about. The obstacles are not really obstacles. They're really my opportunity for growing and learning more about myself and going deeper. Very exciting. And I get to do that with a lot of people as well, Pat, because we have a three-year program that we work with people all the time. We have authentic power coaches. We have people in our lives that we are in spiritual partnership with because they are they are dedicated to their own growth. And so those are the things, and, and speaking to everyone, that I can about authentic power is so exciting to me. It's very exciting. And co-creating with my partner is such a joy to actually be able to live and work with someone in this close way so that I always have to look at everything about myself. Because if I don't, then, um, then we end up not having a harmonious relationship. Do you see what I mean? I do. It, uh, those pieces that I don't look at become the apps that become the actual thing that I actually trip over, and th- that catapults me right into that pothole. Exactly. Those are those pieces. Yeah, those pieces. And if I don't, and you know what it's like, Gary? It's like we don't. It's not like we don't see them. See, but we, you know, we kind of hang out thinking we're not seeing them. I see that thing that's going to trip me up and put me in that pothole. It's the tripping that brings your attention yet again to what it is you need to change in yourself. That's why tripping is so valuable, and that's why there's so much tripping going on in everyone's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not not as though you're doing things wrong. Uh, The more you trip, it means the more you're doing things the way you have in the past. Each trip, which means each painful emotional experience, is an opportunity for you to use your life as it was designed to be used. And that means to find the fear in yourself that's causing that painful experience and to heal it. And that's my passion too. I feel that we are in the 
midst of an enormous mm. shift in human consciousness, one that has no, no, nothing to compare it to except perhaps the origin of the human species. It is unprecedented, and so there's no history to guide us into this new territory. And this is not a shift that's going to happen. It's happened. Absolutely. We're in the new terrain now. And that new terrain is a terrain of expanded perception. It's the ability to sense that we are more than physical beings, that we are more than minds and bodies, more than molecules and muscles, that we are simultaneously souls, that we have a part of us, or more accurately, we are a part of an immortal being. And so as this consciousness moves throughout humankind, and within a few generations, in my opinion, it will touch everyone. Everyone will be a being that is no longer confined by the five senses. And I am so passionate about participating consciously in this transformation. But here's where I'd like to be very clear. Okay. I don't have to create this transformation, and neither does anyone else. It's happening. Mm. It's happening in millions of people. And this transformation is not going to make us more empowered, more happy, more content, or more joyful. It will make us more aware. And it brings with it, with it a new potential. And that new potential is authentic power, a, an aware life. Authentic power is the alignment of your personality with your soul. Creating authentic power is using your life as a continual meditation in order to grow spiritually. And as you do, as you create authentic power, as you challenge and heal your fears, you begin to experience a life of more joy and more meaning. This is a life that you were born to experience. And as you do that, at the same time, you find yourself able to give the gifts that you were born to give. You can't give the gifts that your soul wants to give while you're addicted sexually or to alcohol or to eating or to shopping, while you can't stop your anger or your judgment of other people, while you're out of control in any of the many, many ways that we use to avoid painful experiences of fear, the experience of powerlessness, of not belonging, of wanting to belong and not feeling that we ever can, of wanting to love and not feeling that we can love, that we're capable of it, of wanting to be loved and feeling that we're not lovable, of being frightened that someone will find out who we really are and then that person or everyone won't want to be with us anymore. These are experiences of powerlessness. And instead of addressing them as we used to do in the old way by changing the things around us, by creating a brilliant career or a beautiful family or getting a new haircut or a second home, or a partner that's just ideal, at least in our image, instead of changing the things around us which are external, instead of pursuing external power, we look inward and we find what causes that fear. We find the origin of it, and we go to work on that. We go to work on that with our choices, and that is what I'm passionate about. 
Life is so short. I didn't think it was. At one time I thought I'd live forever. When I went to Vietnam, when I was riding motorcycles, when I was experimenting with drugs, the reality of my mortality was not a part of my consciousness. And as a result, I was a pretty irresponsible guy. <laughs> I was just looking out after me. This is not something to condemn yourself for if you find yourself that way or if you haven't realized that you're actually going to die. It's simply something that's going to create more painful consequences for you. But as you do begin to realize that you won't be on this earth forever and that neither your consciousness nor your responsibility for what you create with it ends with your death, then you begin to realize how precious your time here is. And how precious everyone that you're with is. How many times have you experienced the death of someone close, a parent or a friend or a relative, and suddenly that person you realize was huge and left an enormous hole in your life? It took that person's departure, that soul's departure from the earth school, in order for you to realize how big that soul was. Well, you can begin to get that sense of how big your energy is and how big the souls that you're with on this earth are. Every one of them. Every one of them. The maid that cleans your house, or if you're a maid, the owner of the house you clean, the clerk at the grocery store, as well as your parents, we are all souls. And we are all on this earth to learn from each other how to love. And the potholes that we fall into are reminders of how we need to learn more about how to love. Beautifully said, Gary. Thank you, both of you. We're going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, more with Gary Zukov and Linda Francis. If you've got a question for Gary, if you've got a question for Linda, we'd like to invite you to ask that question right here, right now. 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. Or? one 298 5569 Toll free, 1-888-298-5569. Five five six nine. And when we come back, we'll we'll share more about their upcoming event, the details of it, and how you can uh, register for it. I'm Dr. Pat. This is the Dr. Pat Show. Producer Benny. We'll be right back. I hope you had the time of your life. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis. And Gary and Linda, we do have a caller. How? Uh, let, let's uh, let's uh, hear from who do we have? Any? We have Susan with us. Hi. Let's uh, let's chat with Susan. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Um, I've been better. Okay. <laughs> I've just had some really large realizations in the last month, mm. and I've just recently realized that I'm a love addict. 
and I'm trying really hard not to repeat that old behavior, and I'm open to everything that you're talking about, but I guess my concern comes in. I feel that old behavior wanting to pull me back very badly, and I guess my question would be, how does one continue to stay strong and to stay on this path? Susan, this is Linda. Can you give me an example of why you feel that you're a love addict? Um, I just recently broke up a five-year relationship, and um, I'm having a difficult time not wanting to stalk this person, <laughs> call him, be a part of his life, call him up and beg him to stay with me. And this person was, uh, an, uh, it was an abusive relationship. He hated women. He hated life. He cheated on me three times. It was just, it was awful. And I knew all along that it needed to end, but wasn't able to end it. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, are you getting any kind of counseling? Yes, I started into therapy about three weeks ago. Oh, that's wonderful. That's mm -hmm. wonderful. And, you know, I, I think that um, for me, I would kind of change uh, the wording that when you say a love addict, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's so interesting because I had many, many relationships in my life uh, with, you know, many different relationships with men, and I was always looking for the right one. Yes. And I would... Um, be uh, very excited about being in the relationship at first. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I think that might be what you mean, a love addict, where you feel that you have this wonderful relationship with this person, but you can't see it. You can't see what it really really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Well, so it's, it, they become everything. I quit everything in my life. I don't exercise. I don't take care of myself. Exactly. exactly. They, just, they the become everything. Right, you lose your friends, you I, lose yes. everything. My children, my family. Exactly, exactly. And um, for me, I would call more that as um, a fear addict. And I don't mean really an addict. What I mean mm -hmm. by that is that, that there are parts of you, this is how I would explain it, that right. there are parts of your personality that are very uh, frightened. And those That's parts true. of your personality want someone else to take care of everything for you exactly i mean that's how that's my experience i wanted someone mm -hmm. to fill the hole yes that i that i couldn't do for myself that's true yes and it took me uh to finally having uh, a relationship another relationship with someone um and realizing that and he uh, you know did the same kind of thing betrayal mm -hmm. violation you could call use those words Mm -hmm. But it took me really facing that, really looking at that clearly in me, all the fear that ran my life, all mm -hmm. the fear that kept me with people that weren't really healthy for me. Mm -hmm. It took me really facing it and feeling it fully, and I did. I felt it so fully. It was very painful to see what I had created in my life. Yes. But I just kept on feeling it and feeling it. And The Heart of the Soul might be very helpful for you, our book called The Heart of the Soul, all about emotional awareness. Okay. I have become seen more aware soul. of your emotions as you're, as you're going through your therapy. This can mm -hmm. also be a tool that could assist you with all right. that. So that you and, can, and that's and, exactly what you described. And, and, and I live alone, and I have never lived alone before. And yeah, I oh, just am so frightened every day. Yes, but, you know, that's a very good place to be, living alone. Is it? I, it took me living alone to actually learn a lot about myself. 
Mm-hmm. And every day, I remember what I would ask. Every day I would say, okay, what, in fact, it was more like every moment. <laughs> What's the best thing that I can do right now for myself that okay. would be supportive of me and supportive of other people? And yes. I keep asking myself continuously. That would be my, my meditation every day. Mm-hmm. My intention was to do what would be the best thing, because I didn't even know what that was. No, I don't I didn't either. know how to be by myself. Mm-hmm. And so well, I that's understand. what I like that you guys were talking about, you know, that what we do really does impact others. Absolutely. I've seen it impact my family that is so happy that I'm not with this person and their pain and watching me struggle to become this person that I need to be, that I am, that I have ran away from for so long. Yes, that you, that, to really discover who you are. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And isn't that that's such a beautiful thing? It's painful and it's very beautiful. <laughs> it's very it is. beautiful, too. And the only way to feel it is to allow yourself to really feel, really feel. And and I'm so, uh, I, I just really encourage you, I'm so excited that you're going uh, in therapy and mm-hmm. that you're really doing things and living by yourself and doing things that will support you in learning about who you are fully. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And there is a part of me that is very excited about the journey and, and then the other part that's just like, so uh, the old behavior just wants to pull me back mm-hmm. so bad, like to get in another relationship or act out in other ways. And I've, I'm finding it very difficult some days to just not go there. Yes, and, and the way you can challenge it is by asking yourself, what's the healthiest thing I can do for myself? Just oh. keep asking it and you'll get help. You'll get guidance. That's, get uh, so far I've that. noticed that when I put that kind of out there, it just seems like everything just keeps coming. Like I'm taking an early lunch today and your program happened to be on. Ah. Mm. Yes, so. there are no accidents, Susan. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> yeah. seeing that. Yeah, how beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for calling in and, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thanks. Have Bye. a great day. Wow. <clears throat> very, very powerful, isn't it? Yes. I mean, how often do each and every one of us, you know, are, how we're, we're drawn back into, you know, an old, an old familiar behavior. I know I've been there. I mean, Gary, you and I must be twins. You think so? I know. I don't, we just, we have to compare motorcycles though. (laughs) (laughs) We can compare potholes. Oh my goodness. But you you know, I want to really talk about what uh, Susan just said, but before we do that, can we give our our listeners some information about your upcoming event, please? Of course. It's not our event uh, in the sense that we're not promoting it. It's an event called Healing Ourselves, Healing the Human Family, and it's in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. uh, B.C., November 20th. Uh, 17th through the 20th, and it's being sponsored by the Four Worlds Foundation. Yes. Uh, and Four Worlds is the foundation that was created by our adopted Lakota Sioux brother, Phil Lane Jr. And the Four Worlds Foundation is creating this event, uh, co-creating this event with the Squamish Nation, which is a, a presence in, in the Vancouver area. The First Nations people in Squamish, the yeah, Squamish people. What we would uh, call Native Americans in the United States and Canada are called First Nation people. And so this conference is created by the Four Worlds uh, Foundation and the Squamish Nation. And what I'm reading says the sacred prophecies have been fulfilled. 
announcing an incredible international event that can change your life, your relationships, and your community. Well, that sounds good. That, that's on a lot of events. But here's something that is very special to me. What is this about? To understand and heal intergenerational trauma. To learn the healing power of the arts. To find your path and honor your purpose. To learn to forgive yourself and others. To deepen your understanding of spiritual and emotional healing processes. To turn your workplace and community war zone into a peace zone to promote cultural diversity and respect among all members of the human family. Now, I want to remind all of our listeners that this was written by people whose land was taken from them mm. brutally, who were pushed into the least desirable places in Canada and the United States and kept there by an army, by people whose culture was destroyed for many of them. There used to be in the United States alone thousands of cultures. We called them tribes, but each one was actually a culture with its own distinct, complex, and rich language, with its own history and traditions and relationship structure. Almost all of them are gone. Uh, the experience of so many Native Americans and First Nation people forced to live on reservations or in poverty in large cities is an experience of alcoholism extraordinary poverty and sexual abuse and so it is from this community that we are being given an event to help us deepen and understand spiritual and emotional healing processes to find and honor your path and purpose to learn to forgive yourself and others for me, the Native American and First Nation cultures, those of them that are intact, and the elders in particular mm -hmm. who hold those cultures, have great things to share with us, and they are now open to what those of us who have the humility to share without arrogance have to share of ourselves. And that's what this conference offers an opportunity for, healing ourselves healing the human family. It's one and the same thing. They know that. You and I and Linda and Benny know that, and your listeners know that. And if you don't really know it, then now is a, is a time to begin to explore it. We are uh, going to be presenting at this conference, and we'll be giving a, a breakout session as well. But if you are one who wants the opportunity to experience Native culture that is real, there's so many people who can wear braids and a beaded vest now and get attention. But it's difficult to know those who are deeply rooted in their own culture and those who are riding a rather recent wave of popularity. This gathering will allow you to meet people who are deeply rooted in their own culture as well as those who are seeking to find their culture again. But the presenters there will be uh, elders, and this is a wonderful opportunity. I don't miss it myself. That's why we're honored to be able to partake in it. And I wanted to let you know, if you want to come to the conference, there is a telephone number you can call. It's 403-320-7144. That's 403-320-7144. 
Or you can email them. Oh, there's a toll-free number. Well, we don't know if that toll-free number is good in Canada or the U.S., so... Well, it's 866-505-1455. So you can try it and see if it works. If it doesn't, you can try the other number. The number is 866-505-1455. And, and the other number is 403-320-7144. And also they have a... You can email them at info at four world four the letter four number four worlds.org and uh, we want to just let everyone know the dates for this are um, November 17th through the 20th and uh, also folks I'll make sure that we give out this information throughout the week so everyone knows about it uh, and they Gary, can go Linda. on and uh, Pat they can go on zukoff.com and get the information from there It'll oh that's link great to the website that's great. So, you know, thank you. Thank you both for joining the show today. Uh, it's wonder, always wonderful and uh, very, very beautiful. You are both uh, amazing, shining lights. And we thank you so much for shining your light on uh, all of our listeners today and for bringing your gift and all that you are to this show and to the world. Thank you both so much. You're welcome, Pat. It's a pleasure as always to be with you and your listeners yes i really uh, enjoyed very much being with you again it's such a pleasure well thank you both and we'll make sure that that folks know about the uh, upcoming event and i'll give out some more information throughout the week so thank you thank you thank you and have yourself a great day and uh, hopefully we'll see you in vancouver yes have much joy in your day all right thank you both bye-bye now wow Thank you all for listening to the show. What uh, an amazing show, as as always, with Gary and Linda. And we wanted just to mention to you uh, about uh, what we have this week on uh, on the air. So we are. I'm I'm feeling so blessed. I I don't even have the words. I'm just feeling absolutely blessed with the amazing things that are showing up uh, in my life. And I am so honored to be able to share them with each and every one of you. So uh, we will have uh, Liz Tyner here tomorrow from Playdate. We will have Dr. Darvish here. Uh, Stephanie will be back. Uh, later on in the week, I have Susan Anunzio, who I'm talking to on my Voice America show on Thursday, and um, that will be a fabulous show. It's about contagious success. And uh, so for many of you that listen to the show, I want to thank you. Thank you so much. And don't forget Thursday right here with Guy Finley. And we'll be talking about the illusion of limitation. Uh, it's that's that's going to be a very interesting conversation as well because limitation is an illusion and that's the thought i want to leave you with today limitation is an illusion so you get to create as i get to create uh the kinds of things that i have to look out for the things that i'm uh, concerned about tripping over and it's funny the way spirit works i was walking out of my office to come to the show and i tripped over my rug coming out of that door and i asked myself the exact question gary and linda talked about today and the question is this what am i not paying attention to that i need to look up be quiet and hear the voice of spirit so this is dr pat basili the dr pat show the home of crust busting i'm here with my amazing producer mr mr beanie we'll see you tomorrow with liz have a great great day
opinions expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW, Seattle.